Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's showtime, baby. You go wacko, bananas, nuts, crazy, unbelievable. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. You don't have any idea what my so life was ideas. like before you came along. You know, most people want to have kids and they settle in and... That's all good. I hear you. Jeff Lutz. I know that, dude. It's hard for me to believe that you folks don't understand the way of the world. No duh, right? 97.5 in 1240 KFH. And it's going to be legendary. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday edition of the Bob and Jeff Show, KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, co-hosting, Max Power Producing and Engineering, 869-1240 is the IHOP hotline. Uh, welcome in. We will be uh, gone again tomorrow. We're almost at the end of this royal season, uh, but they can't help but uh, interrupt our show from time to time and uh, interrupt your good time to Kansas City yesterday. Yeah, that was With 9,000 other people watching ridiculous. the Royals rally to beat your Cleveland Guardian. Well, I mean, could it have been any more obvious that that was going to happen? We're just out there waving the white flag. Royals are still trying at 138 losses or whatever they have and and our managers is kind of over there. Uh, we'll we'll put we'll bat Cole Calhoun uh, clean up. We'll we'll play Miles Straw. We'll we'll use our best reliever for three pitches. It's just it's just stupid. It's just all stupid. And uh, he's going to retire, and I hate that because now I have these bad feelings about the greatest manager in our franchise's history, and well, a guy don't, that, don't have bad. And then a guy that I love. Guy. You got bad feelings about the Guardians, bad feelings about the Eagles. Where are you? Where are you without them? I mean, what? What? Why have all these bad feelings? Oh, well, then it makes d- no do sense. Do something to give me good feelings. They're, they're, the season's over. Do something to give me good feelings. Stop. Stop choking. They've have Trevor Stephan has eight blown saves. Emmanuel Classe has eleven. Well, who do you want out there? Uh, Ronaldo Lopez. Did you see him just blow away a, a young catcher for Kansas City? Yeah, I could have blown away the young catcher for Kansas City. He, the young catcher for Kansas City, has no business being in the big league. He came in with with something. He had a homer the other night. He was four for ten early. I mean, come on, get over it. Just don't like it. Let's play to win, even if it's September and and we're playing out the string. That team's got to figure things out. I had a highlight moment in my team's season, of which there have been few, 
We're watching Adam Wainwright pitch, win number 200 in his career, beat the Brewers, pitch well, and then the post game and everything that happened with his son. And Did you see the photo? I saw the picture. You don't care about that. Well, I wasn't there to experience it. His son was peeking out through the little cloth curtain type thingy you on the table. You don't think that was just adorable? Well, it was cute. Why can't you be a human being? I am a human being, but I don't know the this I don't know his son. I mean, I don't know what the So you don't know his son, so it it detracts from the adorable nature of that photo. I mean, it's a cute photo. I mean, it's one of the great and it was just snapped by Derek Gould who sees an obvious photo and just takes a picture. Uh that will be a photo that they cherish for the rest of their lives. Most likely, yes. So I, I get a kick out of things like well, that. I'm, I'm not stopping you. And and you and rather than if be effusive, you gotta put a put your own little. You, you gotta raise your little umbrella because it starts to I'm rain. I'm an effusive guy. I don't know why this was. Uh, this is suddenly news. But hey, I bet you can be effusive. I bet everybody. That's you're robbing yourself of one of the great uh, human emotions. I don't see it some, really like that. Really? Not really. How do you see it? I have plenty of emotions. I experience emotions but all the time. what about being effusive? What about having joy? What about, I've seen, uh, what about just like trying not to get too high because then the low is just a crash. And, and you Do know. Am I on a photograph? What low am I going to get? I'm not. What, we, what, why what, do we always have these conversations about pictures? You what, can enjoy whatever you want. What low am I going to get from that what i mean you can enjoy what whatever you want I, what what do you, you bring even talking you just about? talked about effusive we weren't even talking about the picture you can enjoy whatever picture you want but when you say i get effusive about a picture you said that how am i what low is going to negate that we were talking about the picture then well we're talking about it now so if you get highs and lows you try to keep it all on a uh, even keel, please. Give me a break on that. I mean, I try. You do? Yeah, you're driving me insane right now. Uh, but I don't understand what's wrong with having an occasional high. I didn't say anything was wrong with it. You said, well, ultimately, if you have a high, you come crashing down. And uh, no, no, you don't have to come crashing down. Well, I didn't say you do. I said sometimes that's how it works out for me. How am I going to have a crash down? I didn't. I, we weren't Adam talking Wainwright about the picture. Two hundredth game. We weren't talking about the picture. Okay, you were let's talking talk in, about the performance. You were speaking in general generalities. Let's talk about the uh, the uh, glee that I'm arguing. Did let's you know talk that about the glee that I took from the Cardinals winning okay. last? What what possible thing could detract uh, from that? You are you are terrible at arguing. No, you, let's move. You. Let's move the goalposts. Let's change the subject. Okay. Let's so speak in generalities. Say it again, what you were, what you just said, so I can. You were talking about how I'm not effusive, and I said I'm not. A, I'm not effusive because I tend not to try to get too high or too low. That was the only thing that I said. And then you came back to well, this picture, and then this performance. No, you actually said that's not the only thing you said. If I get too high, then I, you come crashing down, and then the right. We were speaking in generalities then. Now, when you want to talk about specifics, sure, feel great about your picture and your performance, and that probably will not uh, 
cause later a, a drop-off in emotions. But when we're talking about generalities, I'm going to speak generally. When we, if you want to talk about so, specifics. For the guy who doesn't get too low has said on this show in the past week I try not that to. you're done with the Eagles and you're I done with the Guardians. I have not said I'm done with the Eagles, and I'm obviously not done with the Guardians if I'm placing an emotional investment in a game in Kansas City on September 18th. Well, don't get when too high and low. Up. Why are you getting so low? I'm not low. You just said you but placed I, an it emotional. Was, it was irritating, but did I sit there and cry? Did I stew? Well, I don't know, did you? No, I didn't. But, Let's get to uh, Tim on the hotline. Hey, Tim. Hey, guys. I'm just glad that uh, Adam Wainwright's picture can can turn Bob, a normally cold, steely soul, into uh, J- Jimmy Stewart at the end of It's a Wonderful Life. That's just It just re- renews my hope right? in humanity. But, but at the same time, uh, Jeff, I'd say don't be afraid of the highs because they, they make life worth living, too. So uh, don't be afraid of the crash. That's all I got. Hmm. Basically, you took both it to of them. you right there. Yeah. What What's that all about? Am I a cold, steely soul? I mean, yeah. Really? <laughs> I am. See how easy it is. No, no. Answer the question. Honestly. I don't know. Am I a cold, steely soul? I don't know. Are you? Only you can what do you answer mean? that You're question. You're my son. You're the person that's what's inside your perception. Your... Not usually. Well, then why would why why did Tim say that? Because you're an outwardly you're you, you outwardly this is what you are, right? You're going to attack people for not liking a photo. You're going to argue poorly. Do you not like the photo? It's, it's fine. I will attack you if you don't like the photo. It, I love it. It's beautiful. If you want to see the photo, it's on my Facebook page and it's got Adam Wainwright uh happily looking to a questioner in the uh, post-game news conference. Uh and his young son, Caleb, uh, down beneath the table, peeking out from the uh, the little the drape. Skirt, I think uh, is what those are called. of the uh, table with his hand in his head, or his head in his hand. And it's cute as hell. No question. And the minute I saw it, you should have seen the, when Derek Gould posted that on Twitter, two minutes later there were over a 1,000 likes. It's a, it's a wonderful photo. Thank you. That's all but I'm looking for. If you were in tears over it or anything like that. No, I was in tears over the whole experience of Adam Wainwright. Okay. Last night. So was Wilson Contreras. It was an emotional moment. I'm a Cardinals fan. If you can't get emotional about these kinds of things, then you are a steely, cold soul. And you might qualify more so than I. Mm, as being steely and cold. I don't think I'm either. And some would question, is there a soul? Oh, would they? Maybe. As always, a wonderful thing to say to your only begotten offspring. Well, listen, I don't pull punches. Maybe that makes, I don't know that that makes me steely or cold. It makes me. I feel like I have to have. If that was Jose Ramirez and his son, maybe I'd feel different. Not that I don't love and respect Adam Wainwright. He's one of the most well liked. It has nothing really to even to do with Adam Wainwright. Okay, it's, well, other people's kids aren't always like. Eh, I'm not. I'm not going to fall on the floor over them. Really? Uh, no, of course. You don't care about other people's kids. Does anyone? Of course. Not really. I mean, generally, again, kids, wonderful, but. A kid? Eh, 
Okay. Well, you don't. You have a daughter, but you don't have a biological. If you had, if you had that, if you'd done a picture like this when you were two years old or however old uh, Caleb Wainwright is, I'd be everybody. I mean, I got right, you would, but the guy got, down the street wouldn't care. I and got I ninety-eight likes to. on that photo. Good. There's nobody outside of a cold steel. No, I'm right about this. Soul. No. No, you don't have to pull out your 300 baby pictures and show them to me. I'm not that interested in that. But on this particular photo of something you don't see every day. See, now we're doing it again. We were talking in generalities, and now we're back to specifics. But we're not pulling out. you got to pick one, man. We're not, why do people keep photo albums? For themselves. For themselves? Of course. You never pull them out to show your... In-laws or your or your friends? No, or... I never. I never would even think to pull out a photo album to show my friends. Never, never would think of it. And I've never well, seen one of my child, friends. If you had a child, if you had a newborn, and you're going out to KWCH, uh, where you work, and and people out there going, Jeff, do you have any? I might show a picture. Do you have but a, again? Do you have any generalities and specific? Uh, you and got you, a, and you got a live. No. We don't show photos of our kids. You got to live uh, in one of those, right? If you want to see my kid, you'll have to come to the house. You got to live in a spe- in specifics or generality. Are we talking about one photo or are we talking about an album? Sure, I'd show a photo, but I wouldn't show an album. You wouldn't? No. I showed the album. I've got them right here. No, my mom had all my baby stuff. I show and now them. I have it. Well, you don't show people. No. Why don't you bring it over here? I'll show people. I showed the one where it said P-Basts, where it was, that was an abbreviation, and it was please bring a salad to share, as if anyone knew what P-Basts I bring, uh, I put photos up on Facebook all the time. Right, I don't. It's showing people. (laughs) That's you. I'm never going to like, I think you're an idiot for doing that. I think most people like to show their family photos. Okay. And that's great. I think people should do... It makes do, them feel good. I think people should do whatever makes them happy. Well, I, I know it won't make me happy to go to your house and look at your family photos. Why not? Because you won't show them. My wife keeps wanting to take family photos again. I don't know. Right. Why? What? Because this is it. I know what you all look like. I'm going to see you. I'm going to hang out with you. Because you, these are these stand the test of time. Everybody has family photos. Everybody. And, we and, never did. And again, to borrow a term from... Do you think we ever stood in front of a camera at we Sears? We took all and, kinds of photos. No, we didn't. And then to borrow... You have one up there. That's it. And to borrow from 30 phrase, years ago. And to borrow a phrase from Tim, you sound cold, steely, and soulless. <laughs> no, I don't. You do. This is shocking to me. Okay, be shocked. You don't care about family or photos or... I don't care about family now. Good Lord. I don't. I don't understand it. We you are going all kinds into of photos when you were a kid. You were going into some insane places. Look over there. Right, those were all pictures taken by others. Yeah. Basketball and baseball pictures. I took a ton of pictures. And you stopped when I was about 5. No, I kept going. No, I have the album. Well, you you got less cute. <laughs> As children do. Well, I mean, you you know, you were still, you know, whatever. His eight-year-old eight Jeff. Yeah. yeah, no, there's no 
cute eight-year-olds out there. Well, there's a cute two-year-old in the Adam Wayne. And, and I love him. Caleb is his name? Caleb. Well, I hope and he grows adorable. up to be. And I enjoyed last night immensely. We enjoyed watching that game, one of the few Cardinals games that we've enjoyed. And I'm going to tell you right now, Adam Wainwright is in my top five all-time Cardinals. And moving up quickly, even though he's only been there a short amount of time, is one Wilson Contreras. Really? Love him. Much maligned. Wilson. Love him. Everything about him I love. What do you love about him? He's fiery. He's great. Uh, he's he's had a great second half of the year. Uh, he's got a really big heart, cares. He was bawling his eyes out last night. Uh, he's just a good guy, and I like him. Good. And I hope they build a good team around him and a few others next year. They have to. Uh, we can't go through another year like this. Did you read the story about Jose Ramirez on MLB.com? No, I did not. Yeah, because you don't care, right? Nah, I couldn't care less. But it would t- if it would tug at your heartstrings if you cared about nah, Jose Ramirez or the Guardians. He doesn't play for us. Exactly. No cute kids in that f- story. Of course there are. No, they're not. They're, what, are there photos of his kids? They're, I don't think there are photos of his kids, but there are photos of kids that he helps out in Cleveland and in the Dominican Republic. Well, take a look at it. Uh, but listen, you, you, unless he has a cute kid, I, I'm not. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, all right, here's what's on tap. Kind of a different show today. Uh, Tad Boyle, the head men's basketball coach at Colorado, formerly uh, at Wichita State with Mark Turgeon way back, uh, will join us. And we'll, we'll catch up with Tad on a lot of different things, uh, not the least of which is now in the same athletic department as Deion Sanders. Yeah, that's exciting. And uh, everything that's going on at Colorado, we'll get a firsthand look at that uh, with Tad Boyle. That's coming up in about uh, eight minutes or so. At 2.45, Wichita's newest MMA sensation, Stephen Wynn, will join the show. Uh, He was recently featured in the Wichita Eagle, a story written by Taylor Eldridge. And uh, Stephen is shooting up the charts in MMA with Dana White. It's interesting. Good to watch. Uh, And in hour number two, a game from the soulless one. (laughs) Yeah. That's me. Uh, Jeff Lutz. I have a good game today. Do you have a good game? Oh, yeah. You're going to love it. Well, I can't wait for it couple NFL games last night, from what I understand, both forgettable, other than the uh, terrible injury to Nick Chubb of the Browns. Uh, And as someone said on Twitter yesterday, and I don't know that I dispute this, looks like the NFL is pretty bad. Haven't we kind of been saying that? Oh, the good teams are all in the NFC. Who are they? There's seven teams that are 2-0. Uh, Dallas, Dallas 40, is a good team. Who else? 49ers and Philadelphia, Kansas city. We st- we still think is good. Obviously, uh, that might be it. Buffalo. I don't know. Well, it's not Miami. Miami's good. Uh, but there are not many of them. Uh, and we'll give you how the picks went. I'm disputing Max's, uh, tabulation. I think I got all four 
NFL games well, right. Well, you didn't. After missing all four college games. Well, that's just Which one didn't I get right? Green Bay. I told no, you that. Green Bay was plus three. No, you told us the other day that Green Bay was a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That was what you had in picks. That's, uh, that's not what my uh, app says. Well, the thing that you sent us said Green Bay Packers minus. covered plus three. What you sent us on Thursday, or actually you sent it Wednesday for some reason, Green Bay minus one and a half. So none of us got the Green Bay game right. That's correct. So I was three and five for 12 points. You were uh, four and four for 20. Uh, Max, three and five for 17. And Duda, four and four for 10. Looks like I won. You did win. Uh, so there you go. I did well in the NFL, and I did get one college game right. I completely dropped it in college. Well, you got Penn State right, which uh, that was a terrible pick by me. But uh, you live and learn. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it isn't. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll catch up with Tad Boyle, the head men's basketball coach at Colorado, uh, former KU player, coached here at Wichita State, with Mark Turgeon. Tad Boyle is our guest next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. All right, as we attempt to run down Tad Boyle, we are playing some music with the word some. In the title. That's a Robert S-O-M-E. Palmer. Power Station, Some Like It Hot. Uh, back from my day of music. You were, you don't remember that song, do you? Uh, I didn't hear it. I don't think I did, maybe, though. Well, I know a, some Robert Palmer. It was Palmer. a big hit. Late, great Robert Palmer out of England, Britain. Simply Irresistible, his theme, his, uh, mm. I think that's his song. Mm-mm. Let's get, what is it? Addicted to love. Nah, like Simply Irresistible. Uh, here's Tad Boyle. 
joining us on the hotline. Coach Boyle, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How you doing, Bob? Well, it's been a while. We, I, I'm, I'm looking long, forward to catching up with you. Yeah, we Absolutely. were looking. Uh, I was looking you up. Twelve years now at Colorado. That's that's hard to fathom. Well, it's twelve in the twelve in the Pac-12 and thirteen, or uh, it's actually thirteen overall because I'm I spent one year in the Big Twelve when I first got here, and now we're going yeah, back right. to the Big Twelve next year. So, yeah. So yeah. let's time flies. Let's, let's start with that, Tad. How do you feel about Colorado now heading back to the Big Twelve, your old stomping grounds? Uh, certainly where you played at Kansas when uh, when it was in the Big Eight. How do you feel about all that? Well, number one, I don't like it when you date me like that, Bob, and uh, tell people <laughs> how old I am because I did, I did start in the Big Eight. but uh, And the Big 12 that we left uh, 13 years ago is not, you know, it's not the same Big 12, obviously. It's changed a little bit. But holy cow, when I look at the team from top to bottom and I look, that conference has done in basketball over the last 10 years. It's been basically ranked the number one league in the country nine out of the last 10 years. So uh, it's a it's a heck of a basketball league, and and uh, we better we better sharpen our game, so to speak, if we want to compete there because it's uh, there's not not an easy game of the schedule as I see it. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your team going into into this season. Uh, looks like a, a fairly young team. You haven't dipped uh, too much into the transfer portal, but obviously going to be uh, really talented. The one guy you did get uh, from the transfer portal is uh, Eddie Lampkin from TCU. That's a that's a really good addition. Yeah, we've got we've got a really interesting team this year. Very talented. Uh, great combination of experience and youth. Uh, and the youth we have is very talented. We've got our first, you know, five-star uh, player we've ever gotten here in Cody Williams from Arizona, whose uh, older brother Jalen is with Oklahoma City. A lot of people probably uh, back there uh, re- remember what kind of rookie year he had last year for the Thunder. So Cody's a terrific player. Tristan Da Silva is probably our most experienced player coming back as a senior. Uh, to me, a preseason All-American candidate. Uh, K.J. Simpson, a dynamic uh, guard in the backcourt, is going to be a junior. So, Eddie, you know, coming from TCU, we, we're a program, guys, that quite frankly in today's age, you know, we really are doing everything we can to stay out of the transfer portal. Uh, many of my contemporaries are uh, waiting. They're not recruiting as many high school kids, and they're waiting to see who's available in the spring in the transfer portal. But, we like to evaluate players, you know, much like we did at Wichita when I was there with Coach Turgeon, but evaluate good high school kids and recruit them, develop them, and hopefully by the time, you know, it's all said and done, they've had great careers and our fans have gotten to know them. But I don't want one or two years. We're talking with Tad Boyle, former Shocker assistant, as he said, now the head men's basketball coach at Colorado. And Colorado is, I think you may have noticed, kind of on the radar right now. Uh, college <laughs> game day was there Saturday. Deion Sanders is everywhere. Uh, Boulder is lit up. Uh, they play. Uh, they have a huge game coming up this weekend uh, against uh, Oregon. Uh, what's that been like, Tad? You've been right in the right in the midst of it. It's been awesome. 
Uh, I can't tell you the excitement that uh, Dion has brought to our university, to our community, uh, obviously putting our football program on the national stage uh, in year one is unprecedented. So uh, we're riding that wave. You know, Colorado's kind of a cool school right now nationally. Uh, we've always been recruiting, you know, during football season. We've always been bringing kids to campus for football games. Uh, and now when we do it, uh, the place is going crazy. And game day last week was, was awesome. They used our practice gym as a kind of their headquarters. So we got a chance to connect with a lot of the ESPN football people that uh, talk about our basketball team upcoming. So uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun especially because the, the, the years we've been here, our football team, it's been been slim picking. So I love love seeing them be successful. And, and, and Dion's a terrific guy, terrific coach, and obviously doing a terrific job. Did you meet The Rock? I got to ask that. <laughs> I, I had a passing with The Rock. I, I didn't get a picture or anything, but, yeah, I saw him, and, and he was uh, – uh, he doesn't have to put a lot of makeup on. He's a pretty good-looking guy without that. But uh, he was in he was in the facility, and and he he had our campus buzzing. That's for sure. So, what have have your interactions with uh, Coach Prime, as he's called, uh, Deion Sanders, uh, so far? What have, what what's he like in person? He's fantastic. You know, he's uh, he's very. Uh, you know, believe it or not, when you meet him, he's very soft-spoken. Uh, nice guy. Always asks about recruiting. Uh, he's been very open with his staff. You know, we've connected with some members of his staff and uh, tried to collaborate a little bit in terms of where they're recruiting, where we're recruiting. Um, I saw him at breakfast the other day with one of our uh, recruits' families. They got a chance to meet him. So, yeah, it's uh, he's been very gracious. We don't interact a lot because our office is in the basketball arena. Theirs is in the football uh, uh, stadium, so we don't cross paths a lot, but when we do, he's been very gracious and, and uh, very enjoyable to be around. Colorado head men's basketball coach Tad Boyle, our guest. So you've been coaching a long time. Uh, what what do you think it is about Deion Sanders besides name recognition uh, that has allowed him to have this kind of immediate success? Obviously, uh, he's been able to bring some very good players into that program. But just as a pure coach, Tad, uh, what are some of the things uh, you look at Deion Sanders and that, that you admire? Well, I think it's his ability to connect with young people. Uh, obviously, you know, he doesn't have the natural pedigree of a Division One, you know, Power 5 football coach, right? I mean, he – I mean, Five years ago, he was coaching high school football in Texas. And before that, he was coaching youth football in, in Dallas. And obviously, he coached his sons growing up. So I think, you know, when I think of Dion and, and, and what he's brought to the table, obviously, it's his star power, which is unquestionable. And, uh, you know, the, the, just the, the kind of people that are coming to Boulder to, you know, support his team are just, again, it's, it's never been done before. The, the list of celebrities coming in for the USC game uh, the week after the Oregon game this week is, is <laughs> it's an A-list. Let's put it that way. So that, that goes without saying that's part of who he is. But I think what makes him really special in my mind from just, again, I'm not a football coach. I'm a basketball coach. But 
just his ability to connect with young people and to make them believe how he believes. And obviously he's a very confident guy. He, uh, he believes in himself and what he's done, but his ability to instill that belief in his players and his ability to attract terrific. Obviously his son Shadur is a heck of a player. Shiloh was defensive player of the, uh, of the week in, in the Pac-12 this year. Obviously Travis Henry is, is he's a special, special player. I'm so disappointed he's hurt and out on the sidelines for a couple of weeks. But he connects with young people, Bob. I think that's the easiest way to say it. So, you know, you talked about it a little bit, uh, you know, you bringing kids in uh, as recruits to, and going, watch, uh, going to watch football games. What are some of the kind of the other ways that uh, having that attention can just lift up the entire athletic program? And, and as far as basketball goes, how do you kind of strike while that iron is hot while you're getting that level of attention uh, to, to the university? Yeah, I mean, look, College Game Day is a great example. Fox, you know, Fox uh, Sports has had their – uh, kickoff show uh, in Boulder the last two weekends. We sh- they shared it with game day last weekend. Uh, I think they're coming back for USC, if I'm not mistaken. I know I know the game's on Fox, but um, uh, but I just I think those are like uh, three hour infomercials on the University of Colorado in Boulder, and so all the you know video that's that's put out and all the sound bites that are put out. You know, those are things we can share with recruits and their families, and 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 uh, like you said, strike while iron's hot, and and let people know how great I've I've known you know for since I've gotten here how great Colorado is and what a great place Boulder is to go to school and to play college football or college basketball or whatever sport you play. Uh, but now we're getting to, the country's getting to see it, and uh, so you you can't put a price on that uh, that exposure. Final moments here with Tad Boyle, who's uh, been at Colorado now. This is uh, coming up your thir- 14th season. Uh, you've had uh, nine 20-win yep. seasons. Do you do you feel like uh, what what more room is there to grow with your basketball program? What do you think can be accomplished uh, that hasn't been accomplished yet? Bob, that's a, that's pretty. Uh, it's a good question, but it's a pretty easy one to answer for me. It's 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 advancing in the NCAA tournament. You know, we've gotten a couple wins. We've not been to a Sweet 16 yet. We've not not been to an Elite Eight. You know, Final Four. I think has been proven over the last you know uh, dozen years. Anybody can get there. I mean, and and again, I was at Wichita. I know what a special place Wichita is as a basketball community, but. When I think about them getting to a Final Four with with Fred Van Vliet and Ron Baker and that crew, like I think we can do that here. And that's uh, the stars have to align. You got to get lucky. You got to get you know things have to fall into place. But to me, it's advancing in the NCAA tournament and making a run to that second or third weekend of March and and uh, and catching lightning in a bottle, so to speak, which is what you have to do to get to a Final Four and and. Uh, uh, but I'd like to I'd like to get that accomplished before it's all said and done. And, and under my watch, we'll see if we can do that or not. Well, you're a Colorado native. You're at uh, your dream job. I tried to tell my son a couple weeks ago how uh, how I'm, how big of a job Colorado football was, and how I thought that if they could get back to uh, kind of their glory days, I don't know that I expected it uh, to be happening this quickly. 
but the the notoriety and the the spotlight that that football program has brought to your campus, as you mentioned, uh, I'm sure you're jumping all over that, aren't you? Yeah, and and you know what's crazy is it's only been done in three games. You're, you're talking about it's, really it's two nuts. weeks, after, you know? Yeah, because everybody was doubting us when we went to play TCU and we beat them, and then all of a sudden we beat Nebraska. Now you know, so two weeks later, it's just we're the talk of the country. So, uh, and you know as well as I, uh, March for basketball is like you know September and October for football, and we can. Uh, I, I'd like to think we can. We can do that as well. Uh, when the time is right, we gotta we gotta play good basketball. We gotta put ourselves in that position to get a good seed in the tournament. And and uh, I'd love to have a have a uh, a time where both Colorado football can go to a major bowl game, maybe the CFP, and, and Colorado basketball can get to a uh, deep in the tournament. That'd be that would be awesome. And I gotta ask you before we let you go, Tad. How's Mark Turgeon doing? I know you guys have been. The best of buds for a long, long time. Yep. Mark is doing great. Um, I've never heard him happier. He's uh, really enjoying life. I'm glad because he's, you know, Mark is a grinder. He's a guy that, uh, as you know, wears his emotions on his sleeve and puts everything he's got uh, in his being into his job. And so to have him have a chance to relax a little bit and uh, spend time with his family, it's amazing. We have, we have his son, Will, his oldest son, Will, who was born in Wichita, is, is a graduate manager for us, graduate assistant. And uh, his daughter, Ella, is in her sophomore year at Colorado. So he's got two of his kids in Boulder. Well, one of them I get to be around every day, and, and they come out to see their daughter some. So I see he and his, he and his wife, Ann, uh, Leo, their youngest, is a senior in high school. So I talk to Church still weekly and uh, still one of my great friends and, uh, love to see him back in coaching personally, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. We'll see, Bob. Yeah, every every photo Ann puts on Facebook, Mark's smiling. So it's like, what the heck's going on here? <laughs> what is going on? You know him better than I do in, in terms of that. So uh, it's it's nice to see him happy and enjoying life. Dad, it's really good to catch up with you. Best of luck, uh, and we envy you being out in Boulder right now. Thank you for your being on the show. Absolutely. Wichita still means a great deal to me and my family. Two of our kids were born there, so hello to everybody in Wichita. Take care, Tad. Okay, see you guys. Stephen Wynn joins us. He is uh, one of the newest members of UFC. Uh, he uh, qualified recently with a, with a fight on his third attempt. Am I right about that, Stephen? Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Third time's the charm. Yeah, really. So it's amazing that uh, you kept after it. You impressed Dana White enough to where he uh, now has now offered you a contract. Take us through uh, all of this that uh, that made you continue to chase this dream of yours. Yeah. So the last, the first time I fought uh, on the Contender Series was all the way back in 2019, and. Uh, the very first fight was a very competitive fight. Last 20 seconds of the third round, I got caught with a knee, and it laid me out. And, you know, I came back. I won another fight outside of the UFC, came back for the second time. This time I dominated my opponent all three rounds. He wasn't able to touch me. I won the fight, but I didn't get the contract. Two years later, took two years off, had went through a bunch of injuries, 
Uh, was supposed to fight two other times, fell through, opponent didn't want to fight. Something always came up, but I got presented this opportunity, and as soon as they called me and told me what I needed to do, and I got a third opportunity, I, I understood the assignment. I knew exactly what I needed to do, and I was to go in there and finish him. And, uh, you know, as you can see, I gave him my all, and I got the job done. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, the part of the, the, the commentary there was was Michael Bisping, obviously a legend in uh, UFC and in MMA, uh, talking about how you needed to be more aggressive and, like you said, just finish a guy and, and come out with, with that attitude. Was that something that had been communicated to you before the fight by anybody, Michael even, if you got a chance to talk to him? And, and kind of uh, how did you kind of summon that uh, aggressiveness and be able to, to do what you did? Well, the thing is, it was always something I knew I had. It was never something that I, I, I had to uh, question myself if I had that killing instinct. I always had that killing instinct. And um, as soon, like I said, as soon as they called me 13 weeks out from my fight, hey, you have a, uh, another opportunity to fight in the contender series again for the third time. Right then and there, I knew what I needed to do. So Talk- I, I really put myself yeah. into uh, training mode and when, when, when it was time. I was able to flip the switch, and uh, yeah. Stephen Wynn, our guest, 30 years old, out of Heights High School here in Wichita, went to Wichita State. So when you were at Heights and then you attended college at Wichita State, what was on your mind? Were you fighting as as a younger kid? Were you, or when did you take up uh, MMA? Yeah, I went to Heights, went to Wichita State. You know, at, at that time, I was already competing, but um, I basically started in martial arts in general when I was about five years old, just doing, like, karate and taekwondo. And I went on to become a black belt and continued to compete in tournaments, regional tournaments. I got to high school, started training jiu-jitsu, got to high school, wrestled in high school all four years at Heights, 2011 state champions, and uh, did boxing. And kickboxing after school after wrestling practice so it was something that's always been involved in my life and once i went to college i was already fighting professionally in the regional circuits so yeah i've been at it for for, for a very long time so you said something earlier uh you know your your first fight in the contender series where you got caught with a knee and i was just you know curious i'm in i'm in no way and an MMA expert, but I've I've watched several fights and I've seen it. But you know, you can obviously get caught with a knee, you can get caught with a punch, you can get caught with a kick, you can get caught with a takedown, which turns into a submission. How do you not only defend against all of those possibilities, but also you know, like be on the be on the offensive uh, offensive enough to where you can kind of avoid those things at times? You know, um, I. To, to answer that question, it's a tricky question to answer just because, you know, every every opponent is different, right? So we all, we're always studying film, and we're, we're, we're trying to see what the other fighters' tendencies are, what we can do to beat them, things like that. So every fight's different. I study every fight differently, but the most basic answer to your question is just to train hard, to train all those situations. How, how do you prepare for any situation? You train your ass off. You get into the gym, and you rep it out thousands of times in the gym. So... That's how that's how you avoid those situations. That's how you're able to create offensive and uh, get it in. Stephen Wynn, our guest, he is now a UFC fighter out of Wichita Heights High School in Wichita State. So 
you're the only Vietnamese fighter currently in UFC. That has to mean a lot to you. You also gave a big shout-out to Wichita, Kansas, after the fight against uh, Cunningham that vaulted you into the UFC. Uh, so tell us about uh, your your upbringing and what got you involved in this sport. Uh, did you play other sports? Did you try maybe uh, uh, calmer sports like baseball and basketball, or was this something that attracted you right from the get-go? Yeah, so I did play some other sports. I played soccer. I played uh, tennis. I was always an active kid growing up. Um, I, I, I was raised in a very traditional Vietnamese household. You know, it was me, my sister, my mom, my dad. Were They, they fled Vietnam and were refugees here. And, you know, they have a rags to riches story. You know, my, my mom used to clean restrooms, and my dad used to ride his bike around. He didn't have a car, but he was in pharmacy school, and then he – you know, graduated from pharmacy school here. And my mom now is a very successful real estate. She has over 40 properties now, and she's just doing so amazing. And so my parents, you know, went through a struggle to, to get to, to help me and my sister get to where we are now. And they have always been very supportive. But at the same time, we've been a very traditional Vietnamese household. My parents never wanted me to fight, man. <laughs> um, they, they've always to be like a doctor or a lawyer like why are you why are you fighting you're gonna get yourself hurt you know very traditional Vietnamese parents very strict but um I was able to prove them wrong I was able to stick to my dream and I feel like I proved a lot of people wrong especially in this last fight so have they come around are they now more supportive of this uh career you've chosen absolutely they are my biggest supporters right now and they uh, they have been for a very long time, just in the very, very beginning when I was, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old saying, hey, tell my parents, hey, mom, I'm going to be a UFC fighter. It was a very uh, different time back then. And, uh, you know, I don't blame them. But now they're my biggest supporters. So so you fought at, at featherweight. Do you plan on staying at featherweight? You're 30. I don't know how much uh, weight you're going to be able to, to put on it. Uh, I don't I'd like it. I just don't know. Maybe you can. Uh, but that's a really deep division in UFC, Volkanovski, Max Holloway, a lot of really talented fighters. Is there anyone you have an eye on? How can you uh, get more toward the top of that division as you progress? Yeah, I definitely just uh... – and planning on staying at 145 featherweight division. Uh, yeah, when you ask me what my goal is right now, my only goal is to win my UFC debut. You know, I'm one of those guys. I live in the moment. It's one goal at a time, okay? You win your UFC debut, what's next? You want to go on a win streak, okay? What's next? You want to get. You want to be in the top 15. What's next? Top five, champ after that. So right now I'm only focused on one thing and one thing only, and that's winning my UFC debut. Not sure exactly when that will be but I want to fight sometime early in 2024. And you train out of Dallas, correct? 4 to 7 May. You train in Dallas? Yes, at 4 to 7 May. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, well, Stephen, we really appreciate it. We'll get you on again as we get more clarity about when that first uh, uh, UFC fight is. And uh, it's exciting. We're excited for you, and thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. I will uh, definitely keep everybody updated on my social media, Stephen Wynn 145 on Instagram and Stephen Will Win on Facebook. I'll definitely keep everybody uh, updated with when my next fight is. Thank you for having me on your show.
You bet. Thank Take you. care. Stephen Wynn, who is now an MMA pro with the Ultimate Fighting Champion. I think he was a pro before. Uh, he's, he's a pro he's in my He's in the UFC now. I don't uh, regard him as a pro until they get to the UFC. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's well, what I do. I'm sure he's very well, happy He's not to hear on that. the line anymore. Of course. I can say things like that. Yes. I don't without regard you as a to, pro. Without him coming to kill you. What, uh, what do I have to achieve to be a pro? Uh, start to do better on this show. That'd be nice. Well, you're doing okay, but I mean, you know, I'll try. Uh, we've got another hour of the Bob and Jeff show coming up. We'll have a game to highlight that hour. Stay with us. Ninety-seven five and twelve forty KFH. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match. Only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Now at Staples, the prices of HP printers are dropping. Save on HP Smart Tank and enjoy even more savings on ink. Save on the HP Inkjet, perfect for high-quality picks. Save on HP Laser Printers, great for tackling high-volume document printing. Now through September 30th, save on Staples' entire selection of HP printers, some as low as $69.99. With HP printer price drops at Staples, now is the time to upgrade to HP, America's most trusted printer brand. See staples.com slash HP for details. Introducing IHOP's new buttermilk biscuits. They're warm, they're flaky, and they're available all day long. Whether you're in the mood for a fresh strawberries and cream biscuit, biscuits and gravy, the chicken biscuit sandwich, or can't resist a buttermilk breakfast biscuit with a side for just $7, there's no wrong choice. So no matter what time you get that biscuit craving, we've got you covered. Only from IHOP. Let's put a smile on your plate. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Our employees at Don Linger Construction are the reason why we are a leader in our industry. I like working for Don Linger Construction because I feel like I'm part of a team. Don Linger Construction is now hiring positions in and around the Wichita area. We're employee-owned and offer competitive weekly pay and benefits. Quick start your new career and join our growing team. Apply online at dondlinger.biz. That's D-O-N-D-L-I-N-G-E-R.biz. Don Linger Construction is an EEO-compliant employer. Veterans, women, and minorities are encouraged to apply. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Get wings the way you want them. Try Twin Peaks wings, bone-in breaded, naked, smoked. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.